welcome back to the podcast. Hi, guys. It's been a couple of weeks, so we're so excited to be back with you guys. Yeah, we had a little spring break there, and so we want to come back refreshed and talk about some other topics and, and all that good stuff. So we hope you missed us. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So we we be back, you know, refreshed. And Yukini, how was your break? Um, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I celebrated a birthday. I think that was last time we mm-hmm. uh we spoke. And then mm-hmm. my boyfriend's birthday is coming up this week. Mm-hmm. He's turning fifty. Yeah. What? So that's yeah, yeah. That's exciting. I know. Mm-hmm. And um, what else happened? I think in between you got vaccinated, right? Not to share I, I your did. news, but that yeah. happened. Yeah, <laughs> you're I still, did. You're still good. I'm, I'm still good. It's all good. It was, it was a little, it was a little shaky the, the, the next day. I'm not gonna lie, but it, yeah. it, it, it's, it's all good. So I, I feel good that I went and did that. And um, you know, I was like today, I was able to actually go out with friends and not feel bad because yeah you know, yeah we yeah. all of us in our group have been vaccinated so i feel good about that yeah and that's fantastic and the cdc mm-hmm. actually said that when everyone is vaccinated you can sit together in small gatherings and be unmasked mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. not that you want to be unmasked in a public area but that it is safe to do that so i hope yeah. more and more people are deciding to get vaccinated and yeah I'm luckily also for, yeah, luckily for so us cool. we yeah good Luckily yeah. for us, we were the only people in the restaurant, so that was good. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, only the, the four of us and and my little one. So we we, we just enjoyed each other, had a good time, and um, mm-hmm. thank you, thank you to my baby Fiddy who paid for us to go out. So <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. That's very very sweet. Very oh, nice. So thank you, baby Fiddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> Very nice. So yeah, just been chilling and stuff, you know, yes, just yes. kind of, I'm, they, I made this delicious lemonade ginger sangria and I oh, shared oh. the recipe on my, my Instagram, but oh man, I had two glasses tonight. Ooh, child was so good. I'm going to send the boys to get me another glass if one of them comes up. So, you know, they like to come up during the podcast. I, I don't want them breaking my martini glasses. I may tell them to put it in just a plastic cup, but it's so delicious. So I love it. I, love it. I might have to make some of that. Yeah, it's like, really, really easy. Yeah, it was so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So last episode, uh, we talked about it was called Call Me by my, I don't know what I called it. Really, by my right name. Oh, oh it was. Yes. A, it was. No, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Call me by yeah. my right name. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. We would call do the effing work. That's what it was. Yes, called. yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So that was a good one. Relationships and how um, your partner needs to be kind of on the same page as you as far as social justice and doing the work as an ally if they want to be in an interracial relationship with you. Yeah. Um, so we kind of talked about that. And-, and I think we also talked about just how how helpful it would be, I think, for a lot of these couples who we see on social media to kind of be okay with opening up and sharing a little bit about how they mm-hmm. do the work and how they do kind of talk about race relations and manage things in the media. You know, how do you talk to your kids about George Floyd? We recently had some really great news, you know, mm-hmm. where, you know, uh, 
the George Floyd verdict came out and the police who killed him, you know, is guilty. And that's that's a really celebra- celebratory event in our community. And yeah. how does that conversation play out in a family that is, you know, um, of mixed ethnicity? So, yeah, would love yeah. for people to, to keep having that dialogue and stuff. Which so is, that was a good which, podcast. Yeah, it was. Which, on the, which is not to, not to be, bring a damper to things. But on the flip side, we have Dante Wright, who is biracial. Yes, yes. Who is killed yes, yes, by yes. the police. For having and an you know, air freshener. Yeah. Yeah. Over. Air crazy. Yeah, so what scary. was so weird to me was I saw a lot of women, particularly white women, say stuff like, Oh, I didn't know Dante Wright was uh biracial. I thought mm-hmm. maybe because I have a biracial child or you know, they're uh what quote unquote white passing mm-hmm. looking that that would prevent them from being stopped by the police or being mm-hmm. a bad I think it's so silly and naive. It's very naive. I mean, if they if they if they look like they could pass, that's one thing. But the, yeah. the average biracial child looks like a light skinned black person, exactly. And maybe they have some curly hair. But guess what? The officer doesn't care about that. You yes, look like yeah. one drop. You look black, and you're yeah. vulnerable. Um, yeah. And I do think that you. I'm glad you said that because I think that was very eye opening to you know everyone because when the parents mm-hmm. were interviewed and you saw this white mom and this black dad mm-hmm. I do think that people in the white community were shaken by that because they yes. did think that their kids you know kind of were exempt and they're not I don't care yes. who you are and where you come from and what degrees you have and the texture of your hair if you have any brown or melanation melanation in your skin and yes. I made up that word but you know what I mean like we're all susceptible to profiling yes, so I absolutely. think that was very sobering um it's just like back to back to back isn't it it's like you celebrate one victory and it's not even a victory it's not even that justice was served it's just that the police was held accountable so mm-hmm. accountability happened for the first time so yeah, yeah that, that's great news but yes. for sure i don't want to get off too far off topic but yeah oh, thank absolutely. you for bringing that up oh yeah yeah sure mm-hmm. and then we talked about our our recap of hot topics we talked about little Nas x radio john page ti tiny mm-hmm. and of course we talked about the verses for Isley EWF, which led us into, you know, celebrating some EWF and Isley Brothers songs. Mm-hmm. Um, reading Romance, I talked about Neighborly by Katrina Jackson and Better to Marry Than to Burn by Michael Scott, which are both very good, highly erotic books. Since my readers, our readers out there say, I don't put enough erotica out there, so... People, people want to be dirty, girl. <laughs> you've been you've been posting some really really funny TikToks lately. There was an erotica one. Oh my gosh, I think we've all been loving that, you guys. So please, you keep keep those coming because we really enjoy that little kind of comedic break that you've kind of brought to romance and color. And and oh, I love it. You know, yeah, shout, shout out. I got the idea from another <laughs> author. So shout I out to it. Alicia Rye, who is an uh, Indian American author. Who does hilarious freaking TikToks and she has all these characters and stuff like that. Okay. It actually drives people to want to read her books, which are excellent. Yeah, all yeah. So, you know, trying to build that TikTok rapport and, and right on social media has been really, really, really helpful for me. I had a I had a I don't know, not to go off topic again, but I had a meme kind of go kind of viral um in the romance community on Twitter. And Oh um, nice. Yeah, it was it was a it was a little picture of me like all dressed up and dolled up like what people think romance oh i love that one yeah then what i really look like when i'm writing and so people loved it i had beverages in 
talking about it and Brenda Jackson, some of my idols, I was like freaking out. I think everyone can relate to that on like a real level, like for real, like that is so funny. And yeah, I do think we can draw people in kind of with humor and then you kind of pique their interest and they're kind of like, oh, well, let me check out what else going on around here. This is pretty good stuff. Yeah. yeah, So I I love that tactic. So yeah, Yeah. your your TikToks has been so funny. Yeah, and luckily for me, I don't have a jealous husband who's like, why are you doing silly stuff like this? So yeah, he, I love that. He's all for it, me being silly and me kind of building mm-hmm. my quote brand or whatever out there. Um, so that supports you. everything because yeah, that, that oh, makes yeah. it breaks it. Yeah, that's oh, wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Romance. We talked about. I talked about ready to love, and then on own, and then lust, and then envy on lifetime. Ooh, we, will talk, we will talk about them. This is our topic for the week, so we're going to talk about them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a watching romance slash topic uh, of the week <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna talk about them uh mm-hmm. later on but what's the hot topics in romance bikini and not much going on but yeah it's been a little slow yeah i feel like the news has been dominated with with george floyd and that's been very yeah. sobering but yeah. a few shenanigans and in, in romance and stuff <laughs> yeah. that we can cut there's always a little something yeah. Um, the Real Housewives of Atlanta season finale aired. I don't know if you had a chance to watch that. I saw some of it. I saw some of it. Yes. Yeah. So Mark Daly and Kenya Moore had their little counseling session. I don't know if she's delusional or if he's just showing us a very different side. But, you know, she's always talking about how Mark is so in love with her and wants to work it out. And in the most recent episode, episode he had visited and he, she was kind of annoyed because he was very presumptuous and assumed he could stay the night at her house, which he did. I don't know if they were intimate or not because she didn't go into that. But she said he was talking about wanting to build, you know, repair things and kind of make things work for the family and how much he's in love with her. And then like the next day he had blocked her. It was just bizarre. So there's like also she said it was because he did make sexual advances and she wasn't I guess she supposedly rebuffed him. Mm. So then she was a lot. It just was a weird thing. So that Mm. that happened. And it's just painful to watch. So I still can't believe this man is getting his own reality show. But I haven't heard anything about that. Back up. He's getting his own reality show. So remember, he's supposed to be doing like a show based out in New York with his restaurant where oh, he's like yeah. doing like a reality show in the restaurant where he also like, is highlighting. Like, yeah, exactly. And he's also going to be looking for love. So it's just so tacky. <laughs> I don't know. what. Decide what you want. Do you want Kenya or are you looking for love? Oh, and then God. also there's this silly little um, storyline where Drew Sedora is kind of making a big deal about this, guy, this girl, uh, LaToya. And Prophet Lot, you know, supposedly Prophet Lot was supposed to do her baby blessing and then Latoya had an affair with him. It's ridiculous. But noteworthy. Did you see at the end of that episode how Cynthia Bailey had hosted this Friends Miss celebration and everyone was supposed to bring a gift worth $1,000? So everyone, you know, well, girl, I don't know what these girls do, but I guess for them, maybe that's equivalent to a hundred for us. (laughs) So anyway, it was supposed to be a thousand dollar gift. So the ladies all, you know, participated and everyone bought gifts that were a thousand or more. So they were doing like, you know, small Louis Vuitton bags, diamond earrings, you know, Mm -hmm. bottles of high end liquor. And then Drew Sedora brought like this old ratty wig and just some other gag gifts. And I I just was like really discouraged, like. It was like a gift swap. So the person who ended up with hers was understandably upset. It was a mess. So she didn't take it seriously. Yeah. I don't like gift exchanges, period. Um, But anyway, so it it was a mess. So next week is the, is the first part of the three part reunion. So that should be interesting. Mm -hmm. And I'll miss, I'll miss the ladies, but that's ending. 
In other news, I don't know if you're familiar with this guy named Kevin Samuels. He's an, another, yeah, he's another one of those new wave dating gurus who I just can't stand. I just down women. Yes, and he to me is the worst of all of them. You know who he is? Have you heard of him or no? Yes. Oh yes. He puts oh my down God. women. He shames them. Body yeah. shames them. Body shame, if you have children, if you're over a certain age, like he will straight up be like, excuse me, you're 38 with two kids. You know, I don't even know why you're out there looking for someone. You know, you're nothing but, you know, you're used. You don't have any chance of getting a good quality man. You know, you're, ugh, it's just the things he says are just so misogynistic and just, and he has such a huge following. So it's actually scary that so many men and women follow his word like it's gospel. But anyway, he recently you know, as usual, made some controversial statements, which he loves to do, but he commented on the rapper Sweetie. He was rating her and other women in his little podcast, and he basically called her an adjustable six. (gasps) And people were like, what? Sweetie, she's beautiful, an adjustable six? How dare you? And then, you know, he doubled down on it and was like, okay, an adjustable six because, you know, Without makeup, in my humble opinion, he didn't say humble, but he said, in my opinion, without makeup, she's average. She's she's maybe cute. And with makeup, yeah, she's beautiful if you need, like, all these bundles of weave and makeup and all that stuff. I don't know that what he's saying is uh, is wrong in terms of not just sweetie, but in general, some people can, you know, makeup and wigs and hair. But right. I'm just kind of like, so I don't think it's not his place to just say that. And I think that's what disgusts me. How dare you? Like, why are you rating her? Why are you rating any woman? And I, and to me, sweetie's cute with and without makeup. But it's like yeah. that's my opinion. And it's like, who do you think you are? It's she's just like, oh, no, she's a yeah. beautiful young girl. And I think, and she, and a, she's a, mm-hmm. a body, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enhanced or what? But she has, she looks good. So who the hell is he? He's not even attractive. So and that's what a lot of people were saying. Like, how dare you sit there and judge her? You yeah, an adjustable sex. It's just kind of the way that he objectifies women. Like she's just a piece of meat. You know, I'm glad she didn't clap back and comment because he's better off ignored. He thrives on um, that kind of negative attention and people Mm -hmm. responding. And, you know, I don't know. Out of all of them, he just irks me so much, even more so than like there's the ace metaphor and yeah. who it doesn't bother. And then there's, uh, of course, Derek our guy Jackson. with the con. Yeah, Derek Jackson. And then I told you my favorite. But I don't really consider him one of the guys who considers himself because he's like this gay guy who really speaks from the perspective yeah, of male yeah. and female. MJ yeah. Harris. So he's he's the yeah. only one I can tolerate. I love him, and he's just really positive and upbeat. He's right. not telling women what to do. It's I'm more like he's sharing down. his own. Right. He's not putting mm-hmm. us down or judging. He's kind of sharing his experiences with love and dating and mistakes he's made and how he's kind of grown strong from it and kind mm-hmm. of embraces himself and his sexuality and his dating and how he gets right. I, I just, I, I think he's fantastic. If you're looking for any of those quote dating gurus, to me, he has the most credibility. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so in other news, so Nick Cannon, who I know we both, we both love <laughs> Nick Cannon, but he is just out there wilding out. Ooh, pun intended. <laughs> and I'm really glad his show is coming back, but in his private life, he's wilding out. So as you may or may not know, he is expecting twin boys with DJ Abby De La Rosa, okay? So he's expecting twins. They are due in a few months. He just has a lot of situationships going on right now. He has a lot going on. Just recently, he was linked to dating. He was linked to uh, this video vixen, Lanisha Cole. So we talked about that on here. Mm -hmm. And that was while he was expecting a baby with his other child's mother, Brittany. 
So last December, he had his fourth child with Brittany Bell. They also mm-hmm. have a four-year-old. And then he has the twins with Mariah. And now he's expecting these twins. So people are calling him the new future because it just <laughs> seems like he is going around dipping and di- dipping and doing it and putting his sperm in just <sighs> everybody. And I know he's expressed in interviews that he wants to have a large family. And, and that's fine. But I kind of wish he would just figure out who he wants to be with and have a large family with them. And it's like, it's fine. Him and Mariah didn't work out and you you found someone else. But it just... It's, it's going to be a bit much. And I think that's part of the reason why he and Mariah didn't, didn't work out is because he wanted more kids. Yes, and he did express that. And mm-hmm. he was like, sir, I almost died having these twins. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm 11 years older than you. What makes yeah. you think I'm going to have more kids? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and not, I know that that was something. Yeah, she yeah. was not about having more kids. And, and so, I think they did go their separate ways kind of respectfully because they knew that that was something they just couldn't see eye to eye on. Right. And he's, he's always been very open about wanting a big family. Mm-hmm. And I get it. I, there's nothing wrong with wanting a big family. Um, it's just getting, it seems a little messy right now. So I just, you know, I feel like he's very respectful and supportive. It's kind of like Diddy. Diddy has always shown a lot of respect for all of his children's mothers. He's always provided for them financially because money is obviously no object for Diddy and, and Nick Cannon as well. Um, so it's not like he's being a deadbeat. He's not not taking care of them. He's not trashing them or bashing them like a future acting all ghetto and stuff. He's very respectful and classy with it, if you could call it classy, having all these different multiple mothers of, the, of his children. But he he's doing his best to keep it classy. I just feel like it could yeah. get confusing and messy. Maybe as he's when he's older, it will be like Diddy and his family. They look like a very happy blended family. But I think <laughs> when you're taking care of those women financially, they're not going to have any complaints. You know what I'm saying? That's Everybody's smiling well. at a picture. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But it's it's a mess. So I don't know what is gonna he's going to do next, but canon. But good luck with the twins. He just yes. gave a very um, a really elaborate, lavish baby oh, shower yeah. Yeah, for her. Yeah, I think she called it, what, club tummy or something. It was very cute. And then he bought her, like, a beamer or something, like a push present. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, good luck to Nick Cannon and, and DJ, DJ uh, De La Rosa, I think. I never, so, heard of her. I never even heard of her. Who is Me she? neither. Me neither. I think she he just recently came out. She just revealed that he was the father. So I guess they talked about it and decided. I like how Jamie Foxx keeps his kind of baby's mother kind of quiet and behind the scenes. kids, right? I mean, Say that again. How many kids does Jamie Foxx have? Two or three? I don't. I thought it was one, maybe two. I just know we don't know the children's mothers because he won't let us know. He has the oldest child, okay, and and then I think mm-hmm. he has one younger one. I know um, there's the daughter who does stuff with him. Yeah, just Korean. So I don't yeah. know how many kids. I don't know how many kids he has, but he is very quiet. He's very low key. He's very same. You know, there's there's a couple of them out there like that who just kind of keep it really, really low key. No matter how much you know, people pry and want to know. And I yep. and I respect that. I know yep. as as you know the people we want to know, but there's nothing wrong with keeping it. You know, keeping it private and stuff. Right. Um. And lastly, I guess as we segue into talking about you know the the movies of the week, you know, Carrie Hilson was interviewed about her role in Lust. Um. And it was a good interview. You can check it out. But um, in in the movie, her role was, you know, a woman who was a, a virgin before marriage. And, you know, subsequently, her husband was the only man she ever was with. Um, and I have thoughts on that. And I guess I'll share those later. But anyway, she, she did speak on people waiting until marriage to have sex because the interviewer or 
interviewer was kind of like, well, what are your thoughts on it? Is it something that you would have done in your own personal life? Is it something that you think it's realistic to do? Is there any benefit to it? Um, So she shared her thoughts on waiting for marriage to have sex and whether or not she felt that was realistic. And she told Atlanta Black Star, the quote is, nope, not realistic at all. I don't think many people are doing that, waiting until marriage to have sex. But kudos to those that are. And then she continued. She said, I hope that whatever it is you're seeking out of doing it or not, I hope it turns out exactly the way you're expecting. I don't know how many, I don't know many people who have waited personally. Mm-hmm. So that, that was her quote. I don't know. What I mean, do you think about that in terms of people I mean, waiting? She's, and- she's right. I mean, she's right. I don't know many people who waited personally. Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and the reasons why you wait need to be for the right reasons, you know. What mm-hmm, I, mean? mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think they all have to be, all be religious or whatever. But let's say you just want a deeper connection, or you want it to mean something, or you want mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. just don't want to just you know throw that ass in a circle for just any dude. Throw that ass in a circle. In a circle. Uh, throw that, right. <laughs> for anybody. Right. Okay. Like, you okay. don't want to do it just for anybody. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, okay. Maybe you mm-hmm. want it to mean that meaning. You know, have to mean. Mm-hmm. That as to have some deeper little substance to it. Yeah, substance sure. to your life, which is fine. But I, yeah, I don't think I think most women really a lot of women want to test drive that thing before um, mm-hmm. because sexual dissatisfaction is horrible. Yeah, I, I mean to be in a marriage and be sexually dissatisfied. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the person could be amazing and everything, but if you're sexually dissatisfied, you're gonna check out really, really fast. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. And, and mm-hmm. A young person, you don't want to waste all your good years with somebody, as you say, your juicy years with somebody. Yeah, that's right. You know that's right. Saying? Yeah. And with somebody, and and you ain't getting none, or yeah. it's always subpar. When yeah. it, and, and particularly if you're with somebody who, if you say they need improvement, they don't want to listen. You know right, because I mean? that's something you can learn earlier mm-hmm. if 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 you're in that kind of dating phase, and it can be a you don't have to do it immediately if that's not what you want to do, um, right. and if it is, you're fine. But you can wait. But I do think that kind of that being able to kind of learn each other and what you enjoy is important because what if you don't have chemistry, and what if you do learn? It's like watching paint dry, and right. I feel like your hands are more tied when when you're married, especially if you do believe in kind of that sanctity of marriage and not wanting to step out, it's just, it would be unfortunate if you found yourself in a situation where you really were not satisfied and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Um, And hopefully you can communicate with one another and kind of figure out what, what, what's going on, but it might just be something where, you know, you're a lace and lingerie type of person and he's a whips and chains and leather type person. And neither of you are flexible or willing to, to, to compromise. So I yeah. guess there there's certainly value to to not waiting, and of course, if like if Carrie like Carrie said, I guess what for whatever your reasons are, there's value to waiting. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I also don't know too many women or men for that matter um, who were virgins. It's kind of not as common today. I mean, it yeah. happens, but yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. But I personally, I don't know any. No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. It I would don't. be hard, I think, to be in your 30s and not to have had. I mean, these days, kids are doing it, you know, as teenagers and, and earlier. And it's cringy to think about it since my kids are almost teenagers. But yeah. it's, it, it is what it is. So you have to kind of be realistic about it. We can only shelter them so much. But yep. anywho, that's yep. it for Hot Topics, child. Ooh, child. Okay. 
<laughs> Dick Cat is a new future. I'm still laughing at that. <laughs> yes, oh indeed. God. That's what they. That's what the interwebs are saying. And, and you know what? He's just a nice guy that I can see oh, how. Nice. I can see yes. how he can just wrap somebody around their finger, and he they just lay up and be like, "What." You know, Nick Cannon, I, I might let him hit it one time without no. Of course. <laughs> there, there's that meme that says, like, the meme, it goes something like, funny guys are the most dangerous ones. Because yeah. the next thing you're laughing, and then first you're laughing, and the next thing it's like, boom, your panties are off. <laughs> yes, we love a funny guy. And he's yeah. handsome and charming. Even when he goes to the Wendy Williams show, she's yeah. like, there's something about Nick. As boyish as he is, there's something yeah. about him that's very charming and charismatic. And yeah. he, he has a lot of money. He has, he's on a lot of shows, a, a lot, lot of endorsements. Of he's politically smart. You know, he made mm. that big gaffe with the, quote, anti-Semitic comments. That, that could have, a lot of people, that would have destroyed and their career would have been over. But mm-hmm. Nick Cannon yeah. finessed that. Yeah. He did his little education and, and he was willing. To, he didn't let his pride hold him back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Look at him. While and out's picked up again. A yeah. lot of people, that would have been the end. They would have been blacklisted. Because, you know, Hollywood is predominantly Jewish. And so, yeah, yeah, that didn't stop him. He's such a likable, charming guy. So, yeah. yeah. That's why all the women having his babies and stuff. Exactly. Okay. I know to stay the hell away from him, man. Yeah, exactly. He's the type of you look into his eyes long enough and you're pregnant. So, no. (laughs) Not getting me, Nick. (laughs) Our shops are closed. Exactly. (laughs) Right. When right. Mariah's wasn't, so oh, Lord, he, he likes him. He likes him older. He'll reopen your shop, honey. <laughs> He's right. right. <laughs> That's what he does. Uh, <sighs> you guys will be right back and we'll talk about this week's topic, which is Lust and Envy, the two movies from Lifetime, uh, produced by TD Jake. So we'll take a break and we will be right back. <laughs> All right, you guys, we are back with this week's uh, topic, which is kind of a blend of the topic this week and watching romance. Yakini and I are, as you all know, faithful Lifetime and Hallmark mm-hmm. watchers. Mm-hmm. And when there is a movie out, honey, with Black folks in it, we're going to sit here and watch it and we're going to review yes. it and we're going to tell you all about it. Yes. So last week and then the week before, um, TD Jakes produced a series of movies called the seven deadly sin series and the first two movies came out the first one was lust and it was mm-hmm. starring um carrie carrie i'm supposed to say carrie washington carrie Hilson. <laughs> <laughs> i don't <laughs> think <laughs> lifetime can afford uh carrie washington <laughs> <Okay>. yet <laughs> carrie Hilson and then tank was in it mm-hmm. um, tank did, okay we'll talk about tank yeah yeah, yeah he was good and yeah he was he was envy with uh you may know Soraya from uh Empire, Empire. Mm-hmm. and then the guy who played Mac on Greenleaf, the uncle, Uncle mm-hmm. Mac from Greenleaf. And it was somebody else. I can't remember. I don't remember the um oh and Candy Well can- Candy was in it. Yeah, yeah Candy was in it. Candy mm-hmm. Burton and Putal. And Putal was in it. Oh no, is it was it Putal? What's the guy? Yes, yes, Putal. No, no, Putal is Derwin. It was uh Chico. What is it? Yes, name? yeah. Something. Yes. Hoya, Ho- Hosea. Hosea Sanchez. Yes. Jose Sanchez. He, and he's been uh, getting his little acting roles since sure all the game. <laughs> he's been acting. He's stayed acting since the game. Yes, so yeah, yes, Hosea. Yes, mm-hmm. 
Yes, he does. So <laughs> he's a he he's a good agent. Mm-hmm. He's a very good agent. So he was in it. Um and I enjoyed him as well. Yeah, yeah, um, I always enjoy him. But it's a se- it's um these are the first two in a series of seven. Almost uh, um, well, seven oh, movies have come out. Since when does T- does TD Jakes produce movies? Because I didn't know this. Girl, well, you know he has. Mo- I mean, he has movies like Woman Die Loose and all those other. Movies. Yeah, like stage plays and movies like that. But you I didn't know, know he was moving into this. I didn't know he was moving into like Lifetime. I okay. didn't know he was moving into like primetime TV like this, but right. apparently yeah. that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these these the first two books, Lust and Envy, were based on are the first two books in the series uh, called Seven Deadly Sins by Victoria Christopher Murray, who is actually your source. She's a Delta. Okay. Um, oh, okay. And so um, she has a whole series of books coming out. So far, she has four of the Seven Sins done. Um, she has Lust. Which is the first one, which we saw Envy, which is the second one. Greed is the third mm. one. And then Wrath is the fourth one. So she has a few more to go. So she has to, I guess she has to get gluttony, sloth, and mm-hmm. pride. So she has, wow. she has to do those three gluttony, sloth, and pride. So So I wonder if Lifetime is contracted to do all seven of her books once they're I, out. I hope so. I hope so. Because I'm day. enjoying this. Yes, it's funny because, too. you know. Like Lifetime, we've watched a lot of Lifetime movies and they tend to follow kind of that same recipe. And I enjoy that recipe. Like, I'm not complaining. You know, if we watch it with our guys, they might chuckle and say, oh, they're so predictable, this and that. I like that predictability. And um, what I've noticed in these two movies, there's there's something almost comforting in it because you know because these are T.D. Jake's productions that right. there's going to be a positive spiritual piece to it. Yes. Uh, yeah, so it has it has all of the elements of the lifetime thrillers that we like with the romance and the thriller piece and the suspense and and kind of there's that danger element. But you know how in a lifetime movie there's like a, always mad killings and like yes. the best friend yes. dead in the scene. <laughs> or like somebody did. Yeah. yeah. I didn't want to spoil it, but in the scene where Candy had her little accident, yes. you know, the accident in a yes. Lifetime movie that was not T.D. Jakes, you know how that would have ended. Oh, yes. And it didn't end that way. So, yeah, it's right, right, right. It's almost something like, okay. And you know, at the end, there's going to be kind of like a lesson and a moral and moral and some prayer. And I actually like that. Like it has a, um, obviously there's more of like a purity to it. It feels maybe a little more Hallmark-ish. And yeah. I like that because it also gives us what we need from a lifetime thriller. So it's not too Pollyanna and goody-goody, but right. I like that there's kind of this underlying kind of Christian tone to it. I, 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 I'm just enjoying them so much. So I just wanted to say that before we get into them. If I'm not mistaken, the books themselves also kind of have like a, you know, life lesson, you know, to it, mm-hmm. you know? Course, well, if they're based on the deadly sins, yeah, yeah. oh, you know who else we forgot is in it? Richard Roundtree, who I love. How could we forget him? What's so he that? was, he's the dad and the pastor in the first one, and he was also the pastor in the second. Yeah, so I don't know. Was, if, was Clifton Powell. Oh, Clifton Powell. Oh, Lord. Did I say, um, so I'm thinking of Family Reunion, girl, because I've been oh, watching God. Family Reunion. Okay, Clifton Powell. Yeah. Clifton he was Powell, the father yeah. and the pastor in both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. And I don't know if he's supposed to actually be playing the same role because we really didn't talk to him in the second one. We just yeah, saw him. He the same church, basically. Probably. Yeah. It would be cool if there was some overlapping. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, I like Clifton Powell. He's always yeah, really good that. in a movie. That's another person who stayed booked and busy. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes, he does. Yes, he does. I love oh, that. Lord. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. But what's, well, let's talk to Lust first with uh, okay. Carrie Hilson. Carrie Hilson. So, so, so mm-hmm. yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. The, the plot was. Carrie Hilson was a quote unquote good girl from the church. Mm-hmm. And she uh is was set to marry the first guy basically she ever slept with. Like we and, talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like we talked about earlier. And and mm-hmm. someone she kind of devoted her life to and kind of saved herself for him only. She didn't say she saved herself for marriage, right? But um, she saved herself for him. Yes. Only. And so he was a kind of a reformed bad boy. Uh, had mm-hmm. been, but had you know changed his life and came up and had a business and blah 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 and she mm-hmm. had like business going on too that he wanted to like you know invest in but she didn't really want him to do that and so on and so forth because he he's very much an alpha male and a business mm-hmm. owner and in and that sense kind of a control freak maybe not a control freak but a controller you know there's a difference between a controlling man and a controller as a person right. so right, he's right. kind of like used to being the boss and right. he does genuinely love her. And mm. um, he, in a way, sometimes takes over. And it seems like she met him young. And mm. she was much more kind of impressionable. And she did kind of let him take charge a lot. But as she kind of, as we know as women, she kind of grew into herself. And he still was kind of in the habit of being a little bossy and making certain decisions. And she realized, you know, she wanted him to be able to kind of give her her own voice. But he wanted to make a lot of decisions because she had a really nice business that, you know, she was right. opening up her own spa. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he supported her and was very proud of her, but also kind of wanted to make a lot of those decisions. So I think she was feeling a little bit um, like he's a little overbearing. Right, um, right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And so the guy, um, they're, they're planning their wedding, things are going smoothly. And then uh, lo and behold, one of his old friends, from the hood um, comes back into his life, who was played right. by Tate. And um, well, before yeah, this, even she, even be- before this, the before his friend came back, remember Carrie had disclosed whatever her name was, Michelle. She disclosed to us, or to you know, she's kind of narrating the film, which I like. But yeah. she disclosed that you know he was her first, and she said she didn't really have anything to compare it to, but yeah. something felt a little bit off kind of in their physical interactions. She was kind yeah. of like, is this how it's supposed to be? Because yeah. it just doesn't feel so passionate. And I just, I don't yeah. love our lovemaking. And I feel like there's something missing, right. but I don't know because I haven't been with anyone else. And that's yeah. kind of one yeah. of my issues with saving yourself. Yeah. You don't have a point of comparison and you haven't experienced anything else. And she was kind of like, I feel like there's something lacking and I don't know. And we would later find out it was kind of that emotional connection. But yeah. anyway, okay, so enter Tank, who's the old friend, his old homeboy from his bad boy days. Who got out of prison or something like that. Right, that's what it was. Right, he'd been locked up. He had been locked up. And mm-hmm. apparently, I don't know, I got the I got the impression that he may have done the bid for the dude. Like, like he might have took this L for this guy. Yes, they kept and, alluding to something and didn't go into it. And yeah. the guy didn't want to talk about it and talk about the past. Right. Yeah. But he felt remorseful about something he'd done. Done. Yeah. Like maybe mm-hmm. he didn't step up and maybe he got pinched and the other guy didn't or something like that. Right. Right. And so he, you know, they, they, he was like, oh, trying to brush it off. Like, oh, it's all good, baby. You know, you, we, we yeah. friends. Blah, blah, blah. 
And so in the meantime, he's kind of like sneaking, getting kind of close to Carrie. Yeah, because like, oh, Tank has this resentment. Mm-hmm. And the, the friend thinks it's all good. Because like you said, Tank is like, oh, that's the past. That's water under the bridge. But right. he still is holding on to some hurt and some pain and anger from that. Mm-hmm. And like you said, from the, from, the, from the moment he walked into their home, he had an agenda, it appeared. Right. Right, and he you could tell by the way he was looking around, like, oh, he yeah, came up, you know what I mean? While yep. I'm in prison, you yep. done came up, so you, I'm, I'm in there rotting, and yep. you know what I'm saying? And you, you done got this fine girl, you got this house, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, Living the life I could have lived. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I see what's up. And so, um, you know, Tank kind of weasels his way into the, the family and the relationship. And so Carrie's like, oh, I need this work done or whatever. I think I was, like I said, Michelle. Michelle's mm-hmm. like, I need this work done and blah, blah, He's like, oh, I can do it. I can, mm-hmm. do it and I can do it and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he's just getting close to her. And yeah. Just a snake. And it's like. <laughs> yeah, he really was a snake. He was a fine snake. A, but he really was a snake. He was, yeah, he was the devil. Yeah. He was the devil. Like, like if she was Eve and he was the apple, you know, the snake. Yeah. Basically. You know, and she had no idea, you know, she was feeling like this passion and this attraction. It's what was missing from her relationship with her husband. I mean, her fiance. Her fiance. And of course, in in true lifetime fashion, shit goes crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Shit goes crazy. You know, Tank basically uh, tries to seduce her and she basically succumbs to his will. But and he basically was like, oh, I'm not going to sleep with you. I'm just going to make you hurt that you're not yeah. going to get the D. And that's yeah. the best for being. So now I know I could have yeah. had it, girl. And, I, and that was yeah. that kind of T.D. Jakes piece that they put in there. Yeah. That they yeah. he did, that he had a little bit. I don't know if it was that they wanted to show us that he had a tiny bit of integrity. That he didn't want to sleep with his boy's woman in the end. That he just wanted to kind of prove to himself that he could. And also get in her head. To the point where he did. I think okay. he wanted to just fuck up the whole relationship. To like tease her, but just kind of get in her head. Because you saw he, she, he did fuck up the wedding because of how she mm-hmm. reacted. And I was so annoyed mm-hmm. by that. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, no, I just, I, it just, it, so, and, and again, t- true, true T.D. Jake's form, there was a lesson, there was a moral, and they mm-hmm. did kind of do the work afterward to kind of repair the, the marriage or the relationship because she did kind of confess to him what she did. That was kind of the good thing, I guess. He didn't have to find out. Mm-hmm. She did kind of admit it because she couldn't live with herself. She felt guilty. Because right. right. there's different ways to handle that. The, right. boy, the boy may never have told him, but he would have always had that over him, and she didn't want that. So she was honest, but... I don't know. I was just disgusted by it. And I, she was, I guess she was supposed to be just this very naive girl who just, she, he, he got in her head. He seduced her. She had already felt something was lacking. And I think it was because the boyfriend was kind of like controlling and didn't really let her do her. And she was just feeling a little smothered and stifled. And she was a creative butterfly and he didn't let her be that. So I think that for, there was like, it was like a quiet storm that led to her almost having an affair but I'm just like, you almost slept with his best friend. I and know. you you didn't stop on your own. He stopped. She was ready to get naked in the bed. She was mm-hmm. halfway naked. She was ready to have sex with him. He mm-hmm. basically was like, I'm not doing it. This is, I just wanted to get in your head and F with you. Dude, like you were about to sleep with him. 
I don't know if, if that movie was really realistic in the sense that, you know, a lot of men with their egos, we've talked before. Yeah. A lot of women we've talked about have been able to forgive affairs, but men not always. Oh, no. And I, he kind of got past that maybe because they didn't have sex, but that wasn't because of her that they didn't like, she was about to sleep with your man. What happens when times get rough again? Are you going to, I don't know. I just feel like infidelity is a choice, you know, and there's right. always other ways to handle it. Yeah. You, know, you made your way to the hotel. But right. you know what scene was really passionate when they were arguing outside and she was like yelling at him and hitting him and then she grabbed him and kissed him. Oh yeah, that girl. scene was kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't condone cheating. That scene was hot. It was, it was all wet outside. I was like, I, I know. Jesus. I was like, Woo. yeah. Hey, she was so angry. Yeah, yeah. Was so bad. But you know the part I thought was cheesy though was mm-hmm. when she went goes back to his hotel. Was like, let me pray for you. Oh gosh, when she touched his chest and then did that. I I didn't know because I figured her and her fiance were broken up. She went back to go ahead and finish. But I guess we were supposed to think that. (laughs) I already blew it. So I what it was going to be. Right. I thought she was going to be like, well, let me just go on and do it. Right. Me too. Try to mess it up anyway. But yeah, uh, and then he kind of, let me pray for you. Let me, yeah, let yeah. Me, you need to get right with the Lord and forgive. And that I'll, was raggedy. You need to work, still work on yourself, sis. You know, like, who is you to tell this man all of that? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't need to. I don't need that. Goodbye. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh gosh, because oh, I really did gosh. think she was coming to, you know finish the job but so what, yeah, no, what do we think about the acting overall i thought i thought curious was a little dry in spots <laughs> i mean i i saw some i saw reviews that kind of said that it was dry that people said that she reminded them of like beyonce and the lion king you know like <laughs> she's a, she's a singer before an actress so oh, i think Damn. i enjoyed her and um What's the one we saw the the um Demetri- the Demetria no, she, Lucas? Yeah, good, good, yeah. yeah, she was good in that. And this one she was okay. I mean, I guess she was supposed to be like good church girl. I didn't really get that from her. I don't really I don't know. Like I wouldn't have minded seeing a different actress in that role and maybe she was I, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. She was somebody, okay. Somebody who I could be like convinced would like really be seduced by a tank. Like I don't know. Like I, I mean, right? I she just didn't sell the seduction part for me. Me either. Um, you know but I, mean? I thought Tank did. I thought Tank did a really oh, good yeah. job. Oh, yeah. He did a good job. Yeah, <laughs> he was very convincing and very sexy. He was. He I was like very him. sexy. I liked the bald head on him. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, no, he, I enjoyed him very much. Yeah, Carrie was okay. Yeah, you know, I, I like her as an actress overall, yeah. but I mean, her acting wasn't anything to write home about. But I thought it was a you know commiserate with the the role in the movie and yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Pretty good. She I'm was like, very open with her best friends, and I was like, I didn't know where that was going. Like, which of these heifers is gonna snitch and tell her <laughs> husband? But they were they were true girlfriends. Like, they listened. They didn't judge. One of them admitted something, and I think it's helpful when you can have a girlfriend group. Mm-hmm. Who is non-judgmental and not gonna go back and snitch and just kind of share their own? Because another one of the friends was like, "Yeah, you know, I stepped out on my husband, and this is kind of how that worked for us." And because mm-hmm. with that best friend, I just couldn't read her, her business partner yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't read her either. I wasn't sure. Like, she seemed very disapproving of the whole tank thing, and mm-hmm. 
you know, but it was obvious that she was kind of crossing the line with him. There's always steps before cheating occurs where you should pull back. But mm. the reality is she wasn't happy with him. And that's that's when affairs happen. When, you yeah. know how they say with men, men sometimes cheat because of the physical. And women cheat because there's an emotional need that's not mm. being fulfilled. Mm. And that's kind of when we stray because there's a guy who's kind of fulfilling that or whatever, you know, or something lacking. Um and although for her it was like the sexual thing, they yeah. kind of alluded. So I guess we've already done spoiled most of the movie, so we might as well go on. And, you know, it's a T.D. Jakes movie, so they are able to kind of work through it through counseling and just kind of reconnecting. I guess they're alluding to that um, their sex life got better because it was really about lust. It was really that was the main thing that was for it. her. That was yeah. It. He kind of respected her independence in the shop, kind of pulled back from his controlling you know, yeah. bossy behaviors. And I think that mm-hmm. made her more turned on to him. And, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I just feel like, was, yeah, the other mm-hmm. part was, remember she was talking to her mom and she was like, mom, you never really like gave me like prepared me for like the sex. Like, I don't know. Like you didn't tell me anything like what to expect. You know what I mean? And she well, was, I was like, audition. Okay. I'm trying to remember that. I'm thinking of Bridget. Yeah, when she told her mom that same thing. Well, no, but well, yeah. She had, she had a same conversation too with her grandma. That they was right. And she was yes. kind of like, I don't know what this, I don't know what to expect. Like, I don't know how to deal with this because I don't know what to expect. You know, I don't know what I'm supposed to do because I don't know mm-hmm. what to compare this to. And then grandma was looking like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. You know, yeah. I was like, oh, God, child. I yeah. mean, that's the thing. Like you go into this and you don't know, you don't have any type of clue what. Yeah. yeah. Like, is this going to be the last, the one and only the last person you sleep with? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, don't know. I don't think I don't it's know. a good idea, but you know, I just, I feel like you don't ever want to be wondering what it would be like to be with someone else. Mm-mm. And I don't know. I just like my, my sister, not to put her business out there, but I mean, she'll tell you herself, but you know, my older sister married her high school sweetheart. So he's the only person she's ever been with. And while she says that's fine and stuff, there's gotta be a little curiosity. (laughs) I just feel like, you know, your, your twenties and your thirties, you know, is the time to kind of live life and experiment and enjoy. And then you get married and settle down. So I don't regret any experiences I've had, you know, I, each of them meant something, each of them, I learned something from, and most importantly, you kind of learn what you like and what you need. And, um, I don't know. So it, it works for some people. It didn't work for her in this movie though. Because no, she didn't. certainly was feeling like maybe if the sex was bomb and amazing, you don't, and you love the person with all your heart, you don't have that kind of like, what else is out there? Mm-hmm. But in her case, she didn't feel that fulfilled. And mm-hmm. she succumbed very easily to his advantage. And it, I thought it was very easily. Yes, they had chemistry did. from the start. I mean, he came in with his agenda, being all touchy feely, stroking her hand when they shook hands. But it was like, no, she no, was no. right. Yeah, yeah. She was right for the seduction, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It didn't take a lot. Mm-hmm. And he so. and he and he kind of saw that he saw the kind of chip of course yeah absolutely and yes. like oh okay so I can see I see where things are faltering you know? yes yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep, yep. So, yeah he sniffed know. that vulnerability right out mm-hmm. yep like sure a vulture mm-hmm. yeah but no that was good I enjoyed that was a good strong start to this series so yep, yeah. Was. 
they really built up that this whole thing very nicely <laughs> lifetime so i just oh i was excited the money and the and like um Good quality cast, quality, just the movie you could tell was, it was just very, it wasn't bootleg. It looked really good. Mm-hmm. It was not. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. So what about the other one, Envy? I thought that was the better of the two. I enjoyed Envy very much. I enjoyed the plot of Envy. And um, it's funny because they really did look like sisters. Soraya and I don't know the other actress's name. Um, I, I hadn't seen her before. But um they they look like sisters and it was a very good plot. I enjoyed that one. Too. I enjoyed that one more a little bit too. And um so that one was where Soraya basically learned that her biological father or no, I think she always knew that she had a biological father or did she yeah. discover that? But she basically her mother died, her biological mom died, and Soraya was kind of like struggling and um, had lost a child, but was a struggling uh, woman living out of her car. She was homeless. She yep. had a job at a hair salon, but she was living in her car and just kind of like, seems like her and her mom had always struggled and just kind of, she yep. had that mentality of like, you got to go out and get yours by any means. And, you know, like she's a street girl, a hustler. Right. And when she discovered that she did some research and saw her father was very well off, she pretended to write this letter that came, or she didn't pretend, she wrote a letter pretending it was from her mom, telling her that she has this father and where to find him. And, or no, 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 I'm sorry. She wrote a letter to her father saying you have a daughter that you didn't know about. So the father genuinely didn't know. And that was kind of hard for seeing past Mac because we know on In Greenleaf who Mac was, his role. But that guy's been acting long before Mac and I've always liked him. So I was able to look past that. He's a great actor. Yeah, he's really great. Um, But anyway, so basically the father was shocked to find out he had this daughter from a woman he had a one-time with and he invited her you know to the home and she basically infiltrated the home with this agenda to get as much as she could from this family who's wealthy you know her and her friend her homeboy back home you know they were basically going to extort the family mm-hmm. and she went and she met her half-sister and met you know her niece and the husband and, and her father and just, you know, there's that Christian piece. She was kind of like, wow, this is a really nice family. They're really good to me. They really right. kind of took me in and welcomed me. So she had a fleeting moment where she was kind of like, maybe I shouldn't come and take advantage of right. these good people. They've, right. they've invited me into this home and they want me yeah, to be a part of their family. Arms open mm-hmm. arms. And this is kind of all I've ever, ever wanted. And they're, they're giving me a good life. And her friend back home was kind of like, no girl, get that money. And she's like, no, I don't know if I want to do that to these people. But mm-hmm. it just took a couple of kind of really kind of envy and greed. Like she had come from the gutter, basically living out of right. her car and just struggling, but was greedy because she saw they had this big home and, you know, the woman was work, her half sister's working in this, you know, really high profile business. And she gave her a job and a car, but the car was kind of like, you know, uh, uh, average type of car. It was like a new car. Yeah. But I think the older sister had like a luxury vehicle and, you know, in the company, you know, she took her to her area and it was like a desk in an open space, not an office. So she kind of felt a little envious, like, oh, you're not giving me the same quality of stuff that you're getting. And then she felt the sister kind of did something a little, little sneaky. And it was, Yeah. yeah, she started to take credit for a really great idea. Um, of the marketing idea that Mm -hmm. Soraya had. Um, And even though she kind of got busted, so she gave her the credit, but I think that turned her off. And then she went back to her like mindset of being like a gold digger. I'm going to get what I'm going to get, but it was really good. 
But I don't and, think she, um, I don't think she I, in the, as far as the credit's concerned. I think the older sister was going to give her credit, but can do you? Because yeah. she had that whole she had the whole PowerPoint set up, and it said you know scavenger hunt for such and such, and they didn't expect her to come into the room. Yeah, and her face yeah. looked so shocked when she came in. Yeah, she was. She was like, they might have what? originally given her credit. She should have. And the car I don't know why she didn't. Um, I don't know. Maybe she was going to, but yeah, that that hurt Soraya, yeah. and she went back to her kind of, oh, you know what, f that, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck up this whole family. <laughs> right, right. So she did some kind of like real sneaky things and spread some news to gossip bloggers and tried mm-hmm. to kind of just infiltrate and in, you know into their family. She wanted to take over the family and take the baby. It was and very husband, typical, and the husband. Yeah, absolutely. That was a very classic lifetime move um, when she was in the bed room trying on her dress I always think it's unrealistic when these like the husband discovered her in his wife's closet trying on a dress and she says please don't tell your wife yeah are you kidding me what husband in their right mind would be like okay it'll be our secret I mean he told her later but he should have ran to that car and been like girl she's got your dress on (laughs) like really why are you giving loyalty to this woman you just met over your wife like, exactly. let me find out somebody's in my closet trying to my clothes and you didn't tell me. Because that's super girl creepy. And she wore a dress to the premiere. Yeah, she picked up the same dress. <laughs> he waited to tell her, like, come on now. That, that oh, was, that's like, crazy. yeah, that's Fatal Attraction 101 when somebody's in your mm-hmm. closet trying on your stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um... No, it was good. I, I did enjoy the second one better because it kind of had more of that thriller feel. Yeah, that I thought Candy, feel, yes, yeah. that Lifetime yeah, thing that we love. Candy, mm-hmm. I thought, was was really good. I was worried the whole time. I knew when she was pregnant that it wasn't. But she was actually pregnant in real life. So they mm-hmm. used that, you know. Yeah. I didn't know the yeah. timing of it. They they must have, you know, taped this a couple years ago and stuff. Mm-hmm. She was yeah. pregnant with Blaze. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can tell her nose was big. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she definitely looked pregnant. She definitely looked pregnant and stuff. So you know, yeah, the part I was laughing at so hard in the movie, and mm-hmm. she was like, "Oh, I'm going to go pick up something from Dolce Gabbana," and then she's like, "Oh, okay," and then she's like, "Oh, but we're gonna go to the ticket." Yeah, place. that was so funny. Yeah, there was a lot of right, and that's the kind of stuff that made her like be hating and stuff because she was just like right you just got into this family like they got you a car it wasn't enough like how dare you I so like, yeah I mean, girl you were sleeping <laughs> in your car like right yeah, right I, uh-uh. exactly you'll you get there really yeah you don't get a um a a, a what's that a <laughs> cayenne or whatever it was oh my uh, gosh cayenne. and then she's like oh no girl you got this honda over here Right, right. <laughs> you get some stuff from the the pick and save or whatever. What? Right, they made it up, but you could tell it was like some little bootleg. Like you know, like a, yeah, yeah. So that I was, was oh, that part had me die. I think I rewired it like two times. Yeah, <laughs> I tried cracked up at that. I definitely I cracked, cracked up. up. Let's get you some work stuff. Oh, we're gonna yeah, yeah. That was really funny. Too funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right that was so funny like you just got to the family you not you haven't gotten to that point where you're gonna get the dolce and gabbana too but i also thought it was weird that remember when candy first went to meet her in the um in the shop and she noticed that First, the girl acted like she had no idea she had this father. And then she called her sister by her real name. Are you sure such and such? And Candy was like, I don't remember saying her name. And the woman was like, oh, you did. 
that's like Candy. You know, you didn't say her name, so why right, didn't? Right. Like, there's all these clues that the person is is not who they seem to be. But she didn't mm-hmm. mention that to her. Like, I think she did. Not, yeah. So you know, that was another thing. Like when the husband didn't tell her she was trying on her clothes, but but yeah, no, it was it was good. I enjoyed it and stuff. When she, I don't see feel. I feel like we've given away too much of the movie. I assume by this point, probably people have seen it, but it was good. Like when the baby, when she kidnapped the baby and stuff. Of course, like. It had that very positive kind of um, ending where, you know, the father didn't judge her and kind of understood where from when she came. And I, I thought that was very sweet because even when she was arrested, mm-hmm. it wasn't so happy-go-lucky and Pollyanna that they forgave, forgave her and let her back in the house. But it was kind of like, we're going to stand by your side as you pay your debt to society and pay the consequences for what you did. So if you have to do a little jail time or whatever your consequences are, We'll support mm-hmm. you because you're still family, but you're not coming back up in this house and we're not going to, you know. Right, but so, something is obviously yeah. wrong, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And we're going to help you get what you need and stuff. But um, yeah, no, I, I'm looking forward to the next installments. I don't I feel do. like Lifetime's not advertising that yet, are they? I haven't I, seen You that. know, well, she ha- again, she has two more books. So mm-hmm. we have, what do we have? We have uh, Wrath and Greed. Those are the two already written, right? Wrath and Greed. Yeah. Oh, okay. here, are the, here are the um synopsis for Wrath. Let's well, were the other two, I'm curious, are the other two uh, synopsis similar to the story yes, in the movies? Yes, yes, oh, yes. okay. So she, they follow oh, the plot. Yeah. yeah, they okay. follow the plot. Okay. So what is Envy, the one for Envy talks about, you know, Gabby having this perfect life. And then she finds out that her father had an affair and then the girl's struggling in the streets of Arkansas. And then, um, you know, Gabby's like, you know, she doesn't realize that Keisha's known about the Wilsons for years and all this mm, stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, so that is the same plot. So the one with Wrath, well... What's it, what, do you have the one pulled up for Lust? Was that the same as well? Yeah, it was, a, it, let's see what Lust, what, what the same one for Lust is about. Um, it says, this woman is an NAACP women's oh, well, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Lust of Sin, Said Tiffany, oh, that it was Tiffany. Tiffany, that's what it was. Lived, lived a sheltered life in a very mm-hmm. strict household with her pastor, grandfather, and grandmother. And then she meets Damon. She fosters a successful businessman despite his history of being a drug dealer. That's what it was. He's a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. And his childhood best friend w- w- comes out of jail. Um, and yeah, it's the same. Same it's, plot. Okay, okay, cool. Plot. Trey okay. continued to sell drugs until he was arrested and spent seven years in prison. But Damon had got out the game and decided to leave, and that's why he was upset. Mm-hmm. And so um, now that he's out and able to attend the wedding, Damon was thrilled. But Trey has other plans. Yes, so he did. Seduce your woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. So the plot was pretty much the same. Um, I don't envy. I think. Greed, yeah, that was the same. So the next one is greed. Okay, which sounds interesting. Um, says, what does it say? Zuri Maxwell isn't happy. Her job is a grind. Money is always tight. Her boyfriend Stefan is the best part of her life. But between his income as an artist and her commission-based mm. paycheck, they're barely scraping by. When Zuri meets a sleep entrepreneur eager to pick her brain, she jumps to the chain to talk business with someone. Who has everything she wants as he winds and dines her, Zuri starts moving in elite circles as she faces a crossroad which she gives mm. up the life she knows for ones that glitter but may not be gold. 
Oh, that sounds sounds like Devil Wears Prada. Remember how she kind of changed a little bit when she kind of entered that world of like fashion and working for, you know, whatever her name is. And Oh, that and sounds really good. Wait, say that again. I thought her boyfriend was a hater in that movie. but that's He was. He was. He really was. He didn't he, support her dreams at all. Granted, she changed a little bit, but I he love. still was like unsupportive and a hater. He absolutely yeah. was. And then Raph says Chastity, Jeffries, and Xavier King come from different backgrounds, so they have one thing in common. They're both living with family secrets. Chastity is the only child of a prominent pastor. has been raised with privilege, um, but but her father's testimony as a philanderer and her mom's role as a dutiful wife tainted her view of love. Xavier never knew his father, and his mother abandoned him. His grandmother raised him in a house built on cruelty and violence instead of love and acceptance. Sparks fly when Chastity is able to meet in a world where romance feels too good to be true. Chastity swept on her feet, but before long, cracks begin to show in Xavier's perfect facade. It's only a matter of time before that facade comes crumbling down. When Xavier's wrath erupts at a level Chastity has never seen, who will destroy forever? Oh no, this one's wrath. Oh gosh. Mm. Mm, okay, well, these sound really good. So I'm definitely looking forward to when Lifetime picks those up. Yes, and I'm so yes. eager to see who they're going to cast because I've just really enjoyed the casting choices. Yeah, it's have- been like a mix of new faces and some old classic mm-hmm. faces that we like to see, you know. I, I thought, I didn't understand why they used DC Fly as her friend. Yeah, what was that about? Because it didn't really call for a comedic type role, it could have just no. been any regular guy. Yeah. And I like him a lot. I like to see him working, mm-hmm. um, especially with with while and I going on hiatus for that period. But yeah, it was an interesting choice for me, an interesting yeah. casting pick. Yeah. I also wondered because it was kind of like he wasn't funny in it. He wasn't supposed to be, but right. you know, maybe he. I guess he maybe just auditioned and and was hoping to step outside of his comedic persona. Yeah. You know, um, he's a funny person. Period. But it really wasn't. A funny role. It was kind of like her homeboy advising her to do kind of untoward things, you know, to be a hustler. Together, yeah, they're basically yeah. together because she was basically taking money from their accounts and all this stuff too. Right. Yeah. They never really came out and said that was her, but I assumed that was her. Right. She was giving when the they numbers for him, you know, because he was saying, "Oh, right, that was the scam. Mm-hmm. Right, that was the yep. scam. Like five hundred a month. Yep. Yeah." Yeah, so she was, was doing crazy. a whole bunch of stuff. I yeah. know. I thought for sure she was going to seduce that husband. I knew it. I I'm knew so it. glad. And the I and that's part. and that's the difference between it being a classic Lifetime movie and a TD Jakes production. Because if it was a classic Lifetime movie, the husband would have slept with her at least once, and yeah. then him and the wife would have had to figure out later if they were going to make it through that. Right, but he would have right. definitely been allowed, been seduced by her, or she would have slept into the bed and kissed him, or something. There would have been something. Or I thought maybe she was gonna try and get with Hosea Churches and try and like you know uplift her life that kind of way. Right. That but was that would yeah yeah that yeah. would have made more sense to me. Sense. You know, her, but in a But yeah, that night that the boyfriend, the husband was was vulnerable after that argument at the party. I thought she would have made her move then, but yeah, I'm surprised yeah. she didn't know. But um, but yeah, no, that was nice. Kudos, Lifetime. Yeah, DJ, yeah, a good addition. We yeah, did we need more black folks. On yeah, Lifetime, mm-hmm. you know, 
We watched because we, we watched the other one with the baby. The, uh, the oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, beware of the baby. midwife. <laughs> that was a baby. oh my god. That was no. That was a classic life. That was classic. It was cheesy thriller. Classic. I, <laughs> thriller. I enjoyed every classic. minute of it. it now those had some faces we had we'd never seen except for um our guy um, Michael, Michael Xavier. Xavier. Yeah, mm-hmm. Michael who's been Xavier. working. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. But no, that was a cute little thriller. If you're looking for a classic. You know that that one was so super classic lifetime. It could have been all white characters yes, inserted yes. instead of all black, but I appreciated that it was a cast of people of color. And they, and but they talked a little bit about black um um mortality. Um, they sure did. I really appreciated that. I appreciated that so much. So yeah. The white doctors looking like, oh well, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That came up a lot, and she really spoke up for herself about that. I appreciate you know. that advocacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was actually refreshing to see. Yeah, I forgot that piece was in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, that was a cute little uh, silly thriller. <laughs> oh man, that mom was so scary. That poor daughter. <laughs> that mom was He's so shaking. scary. Oh, was very, very menacing. I thought they were going to say the daughter was um, kidnapped too. Well, I was just like, is she going to face any kind of crime? Because she kind of aided and abetted. She didn't like it, but she didn't speak up. But I guess, you know, in in the end, she helped. And that's what mattered. Yeah, yeah. Lord have mercy. That was funny, though, when that woman, when the main character was already deciding that she might want to have a home birth, when that baby was kidnapped, that was just like the straw that broke the devil's back. (laughs) I know, I know. Oh, my God. When does that even happen, mostly? But anyway, (laughs) what times? Lifetime's been coming through for us, boy. Yeah, if mm-hmm. Hallmark would get on the ball, that would be better. So maybe mm-hmm. Hallmark could get on the ball. I don't know. Hopefully. Hopefully, child. Hopefully. All right. So um in this week, we just move right along. So in this week's reading romance, um, I only have one book. Um, I've been reading a lot of stuff. And so I'm gonna come and I've been doing interviews with authors, you guys. So y'all will hear those really soon. Um, and I've had a good time talking to people who I consider friends and colleagues mm-hmm. in romance. Um, but this week I read, went back and reread something that I read a while ago um, called mm. Game, Game Set Match by Nana Malone. It's about uh, two lovers from the past who come kind of come cross back together and, you know, sparks ignite. Mm-hmm. Oh. So he's about a tennis star named Jason Cartwright and he's he's had a bad kind of public image or whatever and so he needs to have a comeback and then um, he has a he starts to fall for a woman who's a single mom oh. um, and it's a woman that has been in his past that he was in love with and, and left 15 years ago and um, it, there's a little bit of everything here it's like love of oh. Secret baby, uh, so <laughs> right. Secret baby is not my favorite plot. But not gonna, my me either. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna try and write one good secret baby book, but um, okay, <laughs> um, just to see if I can do it. I don't know if I can stomach it, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> it has a little bit of everything and a lot of passion in you know sex scenes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it's a um relationship book, but. Um, it's good though, you guys. So Nana Malone, um, who is a very talented writer, um, it's called Game Set Match. This is book number two in her like. Okay. There's mm-hmm. a whole like sports series based on tennis, so this is one of them. Um, so yeah, I think I think y'all will like it. But I've been reading so much, girl. I'm just trying to catch up and read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, like some audio books and 
oh, so much on my net galley reading list, but um, I'm trying to get stuff together. So by the summertime, I have a nice comprehensive list for you guys for reading list. So I hope you do a video. That was nice. The spring video you did to kind of launch Mm -hmm. your summer pick. So yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, I will. We like to see that. In between that time, I'll have some, um, we're going to be doing our interviews with authors and I got some great people lined up. Um, Some people I've already talked to um, and some of my I'm, I'm proud to say I can call them friends now um, and, mm-hmm. in the industry and I um, feel real blessed to get to talk to them and talk craft and shop and wonderful and projects and stuff so I'm really excited about that so I hope you yeah. all in for that and so um, do you have anything in um, listing romance this week I, I was thinking Luther Vandross mm-hmm. was 70 yesterday he would have been 70. Oh, this is his yes. birthday. Okay. Yes, this is his birthday. And so that put me in a good mood. Um, okay. You know, yesterday was kind of a, a, a tense situation for us black folks. With yes, yes. Death, mm-hmm. COVID, um, trial and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, the Google Doodle that day was Luther Vandross. So when you clicked on the Are you Google, serious? Oh, wow. Uh, I'm sorry I missed that. Yeah, when you clicked on the Doodle Google, on the Google Doodle, excuse me, mm-hmm. I can say that. Google Doodle, um, it took you to um, Luther Vandross, kind of a retrospective of his life, and it was playing Never Too Much. Um, oh. It's one of my favorite songs. It reminds me of my mom. Um, yes, yeah. Because every morning she would get up and go to work, and she would play that song when she went to work every uh-huh. morning. And um, she'd get up really early, like, so it would pump her up to get ready to go to work every day. Yes, yes, um, so yes. It just reminded me of her, and I thought, oh man, I need to listen to some Luther. So I played me a lot of Luther Vandross songs. I love Luther. Oh, goodness. And, do you have a favorite Luther Vandross song? Do you, do you? Oh, it's probably um, it's a cross between So Amazing and A House Is Not a Home. But there are, oh, there's just so many good ones. It's but so I would say so, ones. so amazing, and I have not because I can just listen to those too, and they're just so romantic. Oh my goodness, I love Luther. A little bit of so amazing. Yeah. I don't listen to chorus. <laughs> yes. So amazing to be loved. Oh, such a beautiful song. Uh, Luther was a master of lyrics, lyricism. Yeah. yeah. When I think of the word love song, yeah, I just yeah. think of Luther Vandross. I mean, the man was just yeah. Just mm-hmm. like, he took. I mean, if you're a child of the '80s, a black kid of the '80s, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, Luther we grew up with Luther. Up his with fast Luther. songs and his slow ballads. Slow songs. Because never too much is the bomb. Like that's probably yeah. my my favorite yeah. up tempo one of his. Yes, yes, yes. So. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite is his remake of Superstar. Oh, I forgot about Super. 
don't you? Oh my goodness. Well, who made the original Superstar? Because I don't know if um, I didn't know that was a remake. Yeah, so the original is by um, The Carpenters. Okay. Um, okay. And Karen Carpenter, who had a beautiful contralto voice, um, mm-hmm. sang, sang it and played drums on that song. Um, she was a drummer. Okay. Um, but I loved his his version of it. Which I think so I'm going to watch, listen to that tonight after yeah, we finish taping. Very beautiful. His, his is a very kind of slowed down version of the song. Mm-hmm. Which I, oh, I won't play it. Yes, yes. He would have been 70 years old. Happy birthday, Luther. Love you, love you, love you. And I wish wish you would have lived to see 70. I wish you would have lived to have a full and open and loving life. His life was very shrouded in the fact that he couldn't come out. Yeah. And proud. That's tough for that generation. Yep. Mm -hmm. So tough for that generation because he had a lot of you know, older people in his family and, and, you know, and a lot of his struggles with weight and, and things like that had to do with his own esteem, esteem yeah. and love and not being out and stuff. But Luther gave us so many yes. gems. And so yeah. thank you, Luther. We love you. Love you. Yes. Yes, Maybe Luther. Little Luther. A little Luther. We don't care. Yes. You will, we will always love you. You'll <laughs> always live on in our homes. In our through, our, home. through us and our children. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So, that's this week's show, you guys. Wonderful. We had a good time talking about movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder, is there anything people should watch out for uh, this coming week that we are aware of? If not, I guess we can post it on the page. I don't, I don't really know of anything that's coming out. Okay. Uh, I think I want to say the season finale of Queen Sugar is coming. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've been watching Falcon Winter Soldier Confession. I've been watching that. So <laughs> I've been watching that. So y'all know me. I'm a Marvel head. So I've been watching that. Yes, um, you are. <laughs> so I, I don't know if there's anything. Else okay, that's cool. Now. But if there is, um, I will let you guys know. Um, let's see. Black Lady Sketch Show comes out on Friday. Um, if you all watch that on HBO. Um, okay. But yeah, other than that, I, don't, I think it's going to be kind of slow for a while. Okay. May sweeps are coming, so yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I get stuff done for May. So, mm-hmm. before, you know, all these shortened um, seasons we've had of shows, so crazy. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All, right. all right, then you guys have a great week and a safe one. Have an awesome week, you guys, and follow us everywhere on social media, Romance and Color. And we'll put all of our handles in the description box of this podcast. So, but y'all know where to find us. Yeah. <laughs> all all right. right. Bye, you guys. Take care. Bye, you guys. Peace. Peace out.